The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super duper excited today to have you join us while we explore the concept of living a life of peace. Oh my goodness. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. I want you just to pause and breathe on that because that's what you deserve. Now, and you may be thinking to yourself, how could this even happen? How could I have a life of peace? I'm trying to get an hour of peace. Well, let me tell you, yes, it's possible to have a life of peace every day. Yes, you can have it. And yes, you deserve it. And we work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace by your definition every day. And today is no exception. We have a wonderful guest. She's been here before, Keisha Dixon, who's going to be joining us. But before that happens, I want to just take one moment and pause and say my deepest condolences for the family and for their loss over the um, yesterday and my prayers are with the family and we're talking about feelings today so I I know that there's synchronicity in the universe and that there's no chaos in the universe and so for those of us who are uh, in prayer for that for their family and are have emotions charged for that I think this show is going to be um, very very insightful So that's very important for today. I also want to tell you about a few things going on in the life of Dr. Drayvon James and Everyday Peace. This Saturday, that's February 1st, I will be doing a book study at the, if you're in the Maryland area and in the Baltimore area at the Towson Library starting at 11 a.m. We're reviewing, we're going through, not reviewing, we're doing an in-depth study of the four agreements and Gosh, I don't have my notes in front of me, but Miguel Ruiz is the author. And if you have not read the book, The Four Agreements, I highly recommend it. But do not let that stop you from coming to the book study. We're going to really delve into this book. You know, we're doing a lot of wonderful things in this new decade, in this new year, in this new decade. And clarity will be necessary to reach your next level of greatness, clarity, 2020. I've talked a lot about that at the end of 2019, and that's really just the theme. My whole theme for 2020 is clarity. And uh, I think that 
the four agreements is a wonderful way to get us on the pathway because I truly know and believe, guys, I know and believe that inside of each and every one of us, we come with this roadmap. We know exactly where we're going, exactly how to get there. We know exactly where we're going and we know exactly how to get there. That roadmap is inside each and every one of us and it's different for each and every one of us. And this is what I want to tell you. All roads lead home. Absolutely. But your journey, your journey, your journey, your personal journey is so magnificent. And yes, there, you know, life throws us some curveballs and there's a lot of things going on and there's some debris on the road inside of us. We get all confused sometimes. We can't really see clearly. We got to get, get the dust out of our eyes so we can make sure that we get on our roadmap and our journey, our path, so we can get to get this great uh, life that we deserve. Clarity will be necessary for that. So a lot of the programs that I'll be bringing to you on our show, the Everyday Peace Show here on the Unity Online Radio Network, will be surrounding this clarity. This show today is part of that series. And then if you are so inclined, join me on on Saturday, February 1st, 11 a.m. at the Towson Library. And we're going to be going through the four agreements starting our book study with that. So without any further ado, I want to introduce and reintroduce to many of you Keisha Dixon. She has been a guest on our show before. She is fabulous. When I bring a guest back and back, it's because their message resonates and they, what they have, their offering is so significant. Keisha Dixon is the president of a well-experienced incorporated and creator of the Monetize Your Mind success system. As a single mother of six, grandmother of three grandsons, Keisha Dixon walked away from a six-figure career in executive management at a corporate law firm to guide women to create a business income that affords them the joy of living the life of their dreams. With tapping into wealth and John Maxwell coaching certification, Keisha is absolutely passionate about helping others to shatter their internal glass ceiling. Keisha, welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Thank you so much, Dr. Drayvon. It's so good to be here with you and with the Everyday Peacemakers, my favorite show. Oh, thank you for saying that. I'm super <laughs> excited um, to talk to you. And uh, I gotta say that you, you are the one who introduced me to this fabulous book that we're talking about today, The Secret yeah. Language of Feelings. I absolutely love this book. And I, I told it in my post, I asked, I said, I hope that I don't believe we're going to get through this whole book today because okay. it's so packed. I would love yeah. it if we could beg you to come back and we could do yeah. this as a little bit of a series, maybe maybe one or two more sessions so we could finish the whole thing, start off and give um, the guests a, a good foundation to what feelings mean and what they're doing for our life. And then, um, so we'll talk, have to talk about that. <laughs> I'd love you. to. I'd love to. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. So the book we're talking about, again, the title is The Secret Language of Feelings, and it's written by Calvin D. Banyan. And Calvin D. Banyan um, is an MA, is a board-certified hypnotherapist and certified instructor. He is also the CEO and supervising hypnotherapist at the Banyan Hypnosis Center for Training and Services. Now, when I first started reading this book, I couldn't, I said, well, you know, why is it 
is, is this a book that somebody who does hypnotherapy? I, I didn't really get the connection. Did you get the connection right away? <laughs> well, you know, because I, I've been I've been working with the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious for a few years now. I did get the connection, but. Um, you, you, you tell me, tell me how you didn't get the connection. Well, and that's so funny because I read a lot about subconscious, conscious. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's the secret. I don't know. My mind was off on some other tangent. Maybe I was more in my head <laughs> in my, than in my feelings at the time. You guys know I work as a pharmacist, and a lot of times I am very linear in my <laughs> thinking. So yeah. I may have had, had that kind of cap on. But I'll tell you, as I started reading through this book, and I, and I want to open it up, but I got to, I, we're going to talk about so many things, but I want to do a true disclaimer about myself as I was reading this book. I remember, and maybe, uh, other women, and maybe even some men will remember this. I remember being told as a young girl about anger, and it was just not a thing that um, young mm. girls have as a display of anger. And um, right. I was a bit of a little spitfire on the inside. So yeah. anger was something that I, <laughs> right? But I didn't express it. I never, I never ever really expressed how angry I got about different things because young ladies did not do that. You weren't yeah. not to be. Uh, angry person and then I of course you guys know my story I tell you that we I went to church uh, a holiness church on Sundays and then I went to a new thought church with my mom uh, both churches with my mom on Saturday so uh, you know just a display of anger and how you did that but I can remember um, hearing you know be slow to anger and then don't let your anger cause you to sin and those things really impacted me but my understanding was juvenile I was a child hearing this stuff and so I took that to suppress anger at all costs. And then, yeah. so that, you know, that's, that's dangerous, right? <laughs> or it could be. And then, uh, so then it's, at 17, my, my brother gave me the book, which really changed my life, I believe. Uh, Norman Vincent Peale, um, The Power of Positive Thinking. Now, I was 17, a year past 16 reading this book. And it was, I read it so many times, but still juvenile understanding and what right. i let that book do for me uh, at that early stage in my life is to help me really suppress anger even more uh, mm. i became and, and people to this day will tell you that oh Javon is miss positivity uh, maybe that that's how i came to the planet earth i do have a, a, a habit of looking at the glass half full but uh, now I can do it from a more authentic space. When I was much younger, I did it from this space where I just refused, you know, to get angry. Absolutely not. <laughs> and yeah. although I was angry, yeah, I, I refused. I, I just kind of kept stuffing it down, stuffing it back. I do a whole, I do a whole uh, talk about that, a teaching about feelings. So I, I want to jump into this book. That's that's what this 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 book made me think of immediately when I when I started pouring into it and I said, Oh, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, I don't, I don't think that is um, unique to most people at all. In fact, I can recall 10 years ago uh, being in a church and the pastor from the pulpit, well-meaning, well-meaning pastor from the pulpit was preaching to adults saying, you know, don't pay attention to your emotions. Don't pay attention to your feelings. They will lead you astray. And I think it's, very, um, it's very common when we're growing up and, and, and what society is telling us even when we are grown, don't be angry, especially not as a melanated woman in America. Don't be that angry black woman. Oh, we're, right? we're losing you a little bit, Keisha. 
Oh, yeah. Don't be angry. Don't be sad. I'll give you yeah. something to cry about. Um, those, those are common messages that we're given um, as children and also as adults. Put your head oh, down. Yeah. Just keep working. Yeah, that, that one, um, you know, stop all that crying or I'll give you, give you something to cry about. It always makes me chuckle. I've already got something to cry about. Oh, you mean something to cry about by your standards of something to cry about. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so there's, and I've heard that a lot too. And I was trying to, um, and I didn't search for it too hard because I didn't want to really bring it up um, too much, but something I can remember from the pulpit hearing, uh, saying, you know, don't be led astray by your emotions or, you know, and, but emotions are really, and that's, that's Calvin Banyan, Banyan, starts off the book, and something amazing, something I've been saying forever, and I love the way he says it, so I'm just going to read it. He says, what are feelings for, right? What are feelings right. for? And he goes on, he says that feelings are nature's built-in guidance system. This system is designed to let us know which of our needs aren't being fulfilled and motivates us to take action, the action necessary to fulfill them. Now, right there, Keisha, <laughs> if, <laughs> right, if you're living in this space right there where you're suppressing, right there, you're missing out on a whole bunch of beautiful stuff, right? Your, your body yeah. is trying, your whole system, right? The universe has designed us in this way, you know, whether you call it divine being or God or what have you, universal life energy, we've been designed with our own internal GPS system or navigational right. system to say, hey, wait a second. When, you know, or, or maybe he uses the example, I like this example. He talks about in the book uh, how the um, flashes on your dashboard, you know, that light right. up to tell you that something's wrong, right? So right. you're feeling to say, you know, oh my gosh, the, on the dash will light up and say, oh, you need oil in your car. And who amongst us would say, you know, just ignore that. Just ignore that. Right. <laughs> You're going on a long trip. Right. Don't worry about that. But we do that, like you said, with our emotions. We say, you know, gosh, um, I feel I feel this way, whatever it is. And I'm just going to ignore that and keep on pushing through. Right. How sad. Right. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going mm -hmm. to ignore it or I'm going to distract myself from, from paying attention to it at all. And, and emotion, I love when he says that all emotions are good, even the ones that make us feel uncomfortable. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Now, and yeah. let's talk about that for a quick second, because I know that there's mm -hmm. somebody right there. I know people are in pain uh, universally and individually in their, in their lives. And uh, to hear that all emotions are good even the emotions that really almost paralyze us that were, have you ever, and, I, and I'm, this is a rhetorical question because I'm hoping that everybody has had this, not just me, <laughs> <laughs> but I sometimes I'm afraid to feel my emotions. Like I'm, I'm really, right. I used to really, and, and still sometimes if something really intense happens, I'm like, Oh, not now, Drayvon, you can't really afford to be that hurt about this and you know you're like a man up as they say and um, my mother used to always say you better put your emotions in your back pocket <laughs> right <laughs> and so that meant right. kind of you know, to leave it alone and, and deal with that later but yeah some even those even those emotions that 
are very, very painful that we don't want to feel. You know, I don't right. know if I've shared this on this program before, but I lost a child um, very early on in, uh, in my marriage. And my goodness, when I got to the place where I could actually look at his pictures, I did it for a long time. I was healed enough to do that, but I avoided it for a long time because I was afraid to feel that bad. Right, because we believe we're going to drown in the grief or or be in such a vulnerable state that we'll no longer be able to function. Um, and And the thing about emotions and feelings is I know we give it labels, we give it names, which is very important, and it's energy. And it's energy that's designed to move and and we integrate the gifts from the energy. So while, while yes, it's very common, I, I know I, almost every day, sometimes I'm afraid to lean into an emotion, um, but that's the exact thing that brings the healing. It is, it's the exact, so before we go too far, he says all emotions are good, even the ones that make us feel bad. And I hope, um, the listener can kind of get the reason why they're good because he kind of he gives he doesn't kind of he really does say why they're good because the emotion is telling you something about you it's saying that yeah. you have an unfulfilled need so right. if you think and I often you know way back when I used to do these YouTube posts and I used to talk about um, our car our, our body as a car think of it as the vehicle right and uh, I like that example about saying, you know, you need something in this car right now. You know, you're going to take this right. car on a long trip and the oil light is on. That's not going to be good for the engine. And if you just take a moment to pull over at this gas station and give the car what it needs, this, this long trip will be a lot more pleasurable. So if we take that to our lives and say, if you would just take a moment to become aware of what you're feeling. Right. without shame, without guilt, without condemnation. Just become aware of it and know that you are not going to drown. You are not, well, this is not going to be the end of you just because you're sad. I, I, I believe, and you can tell me how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. Have, and this is my self-talk every day. I believe <laughs> that the feeling will wash through you and it doesn't get stuck. Yeah. When you do, like what I used to do for many, many years is that I would run interference. I'd block these feelings. <laughs> and, yes. and consequently, they would just get stuck inside of me. Right. right. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just when we, when we ignore our basic feelings or, or we, you know, we block and run interference from, to stop us from feeling our feelings, we're really going without our basic needs being met and that's you know it's so important that that we meet our basic needs in order to not just survive but to thrive we have to have our basic needs met yeah because if right so that's why all feelings are good even the ones that make us feel bad because once you're aware that oh my gosh i need this met Right. And then you go to you know, awareness is one thing we talk about awareness a lot, awareness yeah. a lot. Right. Because and I love this example. It's mine, but I'll share it with everybody. <laughs> if, you, if you are I'm right now, I'm in my family room and one of the walls is yellow. 
And if I want that wall to be green, I have to first be aware of the fact that it's yellow so that I can make a change, right? That's right. And that's very simplistic. And so if you want to change, if you want to feel better, authentically feel better, not just pretend and plaster on that smile, but authentically feel better, you're going to have to be aware of what need is not being met and then take action to meet it. That's right. And it brings you right back to your 2020 word of clarity. You know, so often there are people, it's, I think it's more common than, than most people realize, but there's so many people out there who say that they, you know, they're not clear on what they want. They're not clear on their desires. They have no clarity because they're so disconnected from their feelings. And when you start stuffing down your basic needs, you are going to be disconnected from what it is that you actually want. So, Ooh, so leaning, yes. yeah. So leaning into these emotions, even if they feel uncomfortable, they're only uncomfortable for a few minutes, honestly, as you lean into them. Most of the discomfort comes when you think about, oh, I don't want to think about it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Now you guys, I, I, I talk a lot about self-talk. We're not going to do that today, but one of the things I, I like to use at self-talk is that when my children were little and do you all remember having to take cod liver oil as a kid? I did. My mom was of the oh, school, yes. school of thought <laughs> that you had to take cod liver oil, especially around the holiday season. Well, my kids didn't have to do that, but I did get on the bandwagon with apple cider vinegar, and it was just the cure-all for everything. You want to prevent this, a dose of apple cider vinegar. Well, my kids were not having it, and so <laughs> when they were, um, I would say, okay, let's just put a little apple cider vinegar, and my daughter, she may have been around 10, and she said she would not swallow it. She would just hold it mm -hmm. in her mouth. And my son, who was a little younger, would say to her, well, if you just swallow it, it'd be gone faster. Just get it over with. But she would just right. hold this bitter apple cider vinegar. And we put it like in a little water, a little honey, but that doesn't really do that much for the taste, honestly. Right. And right. But she would hold it in her mouth. And it's the same thing with the emotions is that if you would just lean into it, it would find that, wow, I just leaned into that. And it passed. Whether now, you yeah. know, instead of I've taken 12 hours to negotiate with this feeling, and 12 hours of rumination and all this pain and agony, and I could have just been over this in a much less period of time. So that is so true. You do get you do get to it and get through it uh, more expeditiously when you allow yeah. yourself to lean in. Yeah, yeah, and that discomfort is always pointing you to a gift, and the gift is what you deserve. Right? Yeah. Like anger. Always, always, always anger points you to the gift of, and I deserve better. And I deserve better. I yes. deserve better. Oh my so, goodness. Isn't that beautiful to be able to it say is. that? And it I, I got to tell you, <laughs> total transparency <laughs> today. I, my son was big on that when he was little. Oh, that's unfair. Oh, this is unfair. Everything was unfair. You know, he's the baby of the family and everything was unfair. <laughs> and when I would lose patience, I would say to him, oh, well, when you find Mr. Fair, you tell him to stop by, I have to have a word with him. <laughs> he's been so unfair <laughs> with me. And then as I was reading through this book, that uh, also popped in my mind. And I thought to myself, how often we as adults 
think that it's very adult of us to disregard that we feel as though we've been treated unfairly. Just disregard it because we feel right. like, well, it's not professional of me to even acknowledge, even to myself, even to myself, that what just happened here was unfair. We feel like, well, no, I'll get it next time. Or, you know, I just don't, I, I don't want it. My big one, this is big for me. I would constantly say, I do not like to hear myself complain. That's interesting, mm -hmm. isn't it? I do it not like to hear myself complain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that is interesting. So and when we're not honoring how we feel, and it, which doesn't necessarily mean that there, you know, there's a confrontation. There are so many ways to honor your anger in a very direct way in the privacy of your own home um, and not in front of anyone else. But when we're not honoring those feelings, um, we're showing other people how to treat us, how to love us. When we start honoring it, in a more direct way, even if it's in the privacy of our own home, we stand very differently on this planet. All of a sudden, we've shifted internally, right? And and we've connected, um, and right now I'm talking about, I guess, anger. Um, we've connected with our deservingness, and the way we show up on this planet is very different than the way we show up when we are just saying, oh, next time I'll get it. Oh, I guess it wasn't that bad. You're just, yeah. you're, you're, you're shrinking every time you say that. And what you're basically saying is, yeah, maybe I really don't deserve. Right. And, and if you need any further, if any of us need any further prodding along the way to say, hey, deal with your emotions and face them head on and, and we're going to, do this in such a loving and almost, I will say scientifically, he's a hypnotherapist and way that it's safe to do this. And you point out you can do this in, your, in the safety of your home. But one of the key things here is if you want to be treated better by others, you must first treat yourself better. If you want to be honored by others and your feelings be respected by others, you must first honor your feelings and respect your feelings. If you set the tone. You set the tone for that. And we're still just in chapter one, guys. So I want to move, <laughs> just, move just on to the, um, to the next chapter where, he, where uh, Calvin talks about, you know, um, how our feelings affect us. And I really thought this was interesting. And you hit on to this a little bit um, earlier, Keisha, that if, mm -hmm. if we have these feelings and we keep them suppressed, yeah. inside and uh, he gives this example about a man who is a bit of a hothead and things happen that really probably wouldn't necessarily trigger him but the activity resonates with a past activity we're going to talk about that right after this break this is dr drayvon james with everyday peace we have keisha dixon with us and we're talking about the secret language of feelings right after this break Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. 
Welcome back. We are talking about the secret language of feelings with Keisha Dixon. And we were talking, making a shift into uh, talking about how our feelings, current feelings resonate with those unresolved feelings. But before we get to that, we do have a caller on the line. And welcome, Tony, you're on the air. Hello, hello, hello. I don't have a question. I just wanted to say this is a great topic. Usually when I call in, I have a question about something because I may not have any clarity, but this is so great. And I love what you all are talking about, emotions, especially the part when you talk about anger. So I just wanted to say this is great and um, keep up the good work, um, Dr. James, and you and your guest, Keisha, and the, the book. I want to get a copy of that book because this is really, I mean, just awesome. I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. We were, we were just saying um, during the break that the information here is so plainly written. Uh, it's a shame that it's a secret that so many people do not know how to interpret their feelings, and we spend a lot of times trying to talk ourselves out of feelings. Um, did you find that to be something that you um, could resonate with? Oh, I'm using the word resonate from the book. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling and thank you for your encouragement. Um, thank you for being a regular everyday peacemaker. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. So thank Keisha, you. we're, we're, um, we're going into this chapter two. And again, for our listeners, we are going to be reviewing this book um, for the next couple, not consecutive shows, but we'll do it um, here in January. We'll do some more in February, the month of feelings, right? Love specifically yeah. or and other great feelings <laughs> but um so we're we're not going to go through all of it because i do i don't want to rush this i really want yeah. us to just sink our teeth in it to it so uh we're here and we're on chapter two what are what our feelings are telling us and keisha you had a good point um during the break yeah you, you know talking. i mm-hmm I work with brilliant, brilliant women um, who are my clients, and I would say two out of three, when, when we first get together and first meet, when I ask how something feels or what's the emotion behind it, they're so disconnected from feelings and emotions that they give me lots of thought, brilliant thought, but lots of thought. And when I lean in further, okay, and, and what's the emotion? It, there, it, it doesn't resonate at all. Um, the feeling doesn't resonate. They're coming from their brain. They're, they're, they're saying all of the right things and thinking. They're thinking, 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 but not feeling and not connecting. And our passion um, and our life force is really in our body and not in our mind. And it's in our body that we have these feelings and emotions. That's where it resonates. So I think this is a really timely um, subject that we're we're diving into. Oh, that's a really good point too, because I know you work a lot with some high-powered women and all, women from all walks of life, but specifically ones who are in um, very high positions in corporate America. And I will just say that I have found in my own life as a professional and as a some sometimes um, in the very early parts of my career, the only woman in a room uh, that. I felt like I needed to be more in my head so that I could match 
uh, and it, I didn't feel it was competitive, but I just didn't want to put my male colleagues in an unfortunate <laughs> situation where they'd have to deal with a female emotion. Right? <laughs> and so I, I felt like it was necessary if I was going if I was going to you know sit at the table with the big boys and 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 have this dialogue that I wanted to be respected as an individual who belonged there. So I think I purposely got to a place where I disconnected from my feelings more too. You know, thinking that yeah. that was the thing to do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's you know that's that's a common experience, a very common experience. I've been there myself, and and when you really look at it, what you're saying is, I can't be all of me. All of me is not enough. I have to be someone else just to fit in. And it goes to that 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 first the the first instinct, survival instinct that we have when we come out of the womb is, um, am I safe and do I belong? And when we when we when we stuff away any parts of ourselves, including our emotions and our feelings, to fit in, we've answered the question: Do I belong? As no, not as me. I'm not enough. Wow. Am I safe? And do I belong? And the answer is when we when we disengage from our feelings, we're saying no, I'm not right. safe. And no, I don't belong. Wow. Wow. Right. As all of me. As all of me, right? Only parts of me can 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 be here. And how painful is that to live as a fragmented individual? And it's so oftentimes painful. Right. And I and I will say this too, you know, after thirty years of practicing pharmacy, I now realize that I can only practice as me and that mm-hmm. all of the positions that I've held uh, you know and roles that I serve in, I bring my whole self and, and you know that's the linear mind, that's the uh, feeling nature, that is the everyday peace portion of me. Uh, I no longer uh, feel the need or I'm a lot wiser, thankful thankful to a lot of challenges and, you know, just embracing my business and my, my everyday peace side of myself. And I bring everything. I'm an actress who's on, you know, on HBO. I'm here and I'm there. Mm-hmm. I bring all of that. It's a full package. So, you know. And that's and, why you're the best because no oh, you're one so could kind. ever be, no, well, no one could ever be better at being Dr. Drayvon James than Ta-da, Dr. Dre. <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> I don't know if they'd want to. God bless them. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, and I so I encourage people too. you know, when I'm and I mentor students. So uh, from the university and I encourage them, I say, you know, you're going to you're going to need 100 percent of you to last here. Right. You are gonna need 100 percent of you. So, you know, and we and we can take it. We can take it. You're working with professionals. So, yeah, I I, I I think that's very interesting that so many women do that. We disengage from our feelings thinking that's 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 the, that's what's going to get me the raise or the promotion if I show up right. to be less like me. <laughs> right. I mean, it's what we learn, right? We, um, yeah, it's, it's what so we've learned through society and through school. Oh, we're losing you a little bit there, Keisha. I think oh, your reception just what, went yeah, down a little bit. It's what we've learned through society and also through um, the school system. Yeah. 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 So the more we, the, the more, and you mentioned school system. As I was reading through this book, it's an easy enough read that I, I would encourage um, professors um, to think about bringing this into an appropriate class period. Uh, definitely teachers to read this so that we understand how to navigate 
little people a little bit better too because yeah all these emotions are for a reason now the proper display of, of emotion you know as um i used to tell my son uh, when he was younger the bible says do not let your anger cause you to sin it doesn't say do not get angry Anger. Right. anger is a beautiful colored emotion on that rainbow of emotions. However, it is inappropriate to break your sister's dolls. <laughs> right. Right. So we're not going to deal with our anger like that. He didn't do that stuff, but he would do other little annoying things to her. But yeah, so we're in, we're in this place here. We're talking about, um, it says desires are highly individual and arise from a deep place within us. Positive positive motivation urging us toward exploring and developing our talents so when we talk about our feelings and we're still in the very beginning of this book we're talking about our feelings and it says uh, um, these feelings sometimes the ones that we don't like are letting us know that needs are are not being met and it's inviting us to explore inviting us to explore more deeply ourselves you couldn't get a better invitation. You couldn't. You could not get it. Go ahead. It's our internal guidance system. Yes. I mean, what could be more loving than for someone to say, Keisha, I'd like for you to take the afternoon just to get to know more about you. Mm. What? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? Because Val- yeah. we're right on the heels of Valentine's Day, right? And we're hoping and wishing a lot of us. I've done a lot of podcasts where people are just like, you know, I'm, I am going to love on myself during that time period. But then there is a traditional thought that we want someone to see how wonderful we are and overlook our flaws. And, and, and all that's wonderful. That's beautiful. But it's not as wonderful and as beautiful as you getting to know you. You yeah. getting to understand why why you have this particular emotion when you're in this particular space and what your body is trying to tell you and exploring the wonderful opportunity to explore what you need when you get in this situation. Oh, is that what I need? And then realizing that you're empowered to give it to yourself. That's right. And that, you know, it took me... Oh, gosh, at least 51 years, and I'm 52 to get there. I, I, I think I had some of that when I was a child where I enjoyed, well, certainly I had, like, imaginary friends, and I enjoyed playing by myself. But as an adult, I kept myself so busy and so tired all the time, and it was really a distraction from getting to know me. It was the last thing I wanted to do. I'm happy to say that has changed, and there's still more work to do there. Um, but it has started to change. Oh, I love you just brought up something that I know a lot of listeners can relate to. The culture keeps us so busy and we can use busyness as a distractor, you know, um, especially when you're lonely and Mm. to be caught to have your calendar packed with activity and to distract you from the fact that you're lonely. Right. Right. and I know, I, I get it because I I always feel like, well, you know, go out and meet people, go out and do this, you know, <laughs> miss positivity, right? But um, for a moment, you just got to 
acknowledge the fact that I am lonely and what is it that I need? Because if you're in a room full of people, you're not alone. Right. Maybe you, maybe you are longing for a long time. I long for a relationship with a child that had passed away. So I have all these people around me. And until I was really ready to sit with that, you know, and, or you could be, you know, people who are recently divorced or separated longing for a romantic relationship. You could be in a room full of your friends and family, but that romantic relationship, that peace right there and, and, and knowing, okay, what, where's my power in this so we're going to explore he explore he does a wonderful job exploring all of these concepts in the book and actually um getting you into a place and helping you into a place where you do have ways to meet the needs i think so uh we we're we're a little bit more time to go and i want to talk about uh a shift in mood mm-hmm. he talks about and i think this is chapter three he talks about uh moodiness and in, in, in your 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 moods shifting now i never thought of myself as a moody person but i came across a <laughs> report report card i guess moody people never think of themselves as moody people but i came across a report card <laughs> from the third grade if you can believe that i was going through uh-huh. some old stuff and uh, the teacher wrote that i was a delightful child but quickly could change moods and i thought to myself i don't remember being that way in the third grade but i do remember a pl- uh, audition for the same play twice and that was a teacher who did not give me the role <laughs> so, and, um, <laughs> so maybe she and I had a little thing going on I remember being moody with her about that but anyway it says here in uh, in the book that uh, well, my notes anyway a shift in mood is an indicator that um, your attention that you need this is here I'm reading my notes here flashing to let you know that attention is needed in a particular area. So if you're if you if you're in a particular mood, I thought this was so interesting. And I know this happens to everyone. You're in a great mood, and then all of a sudden, your mood changes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're and you don't really know if you're not even aware. You can't even point back to what part of the day it was. It's just changed. But you realize it's four o'clock, and you're in a pretty foul mood. But you really, but you know that at seven a.m. you're in a great mood. So what happened, and right. when did it happen? And right. is it a habit? Right. Right. And is it a habit? And so, yeah. but, uh, but Calvin, in the, in the, the author of this book, says that it's an indicator that something is going on in your environment that needs attention. Yeah. That needs. Yeah. I think that is so significant. Yeah. Right. It is. You know, and it's interesting because when I just said, or is it a habit? The habit could simply be the continuum the continual stuffing down of feelings, stuffing down of feelings, and those feelings are trying to rise up and and there's something going on internally in your body that your mind hasn't connected with because you're not allowing your mind to connect with it. And yeah. it's it's irritating. Yeah. Something's going down and you won't allow your mind to connect with it. And and so your your body you're, and I don't know why I didn't connect this hypnotherapy thing to it because I did this exercise. I read about this some years ago where, you know, proving that your body does not lie. And I can't remember the name of this technique, but you held your hand out and um, you just stood there and the person says to you to tell your name and they try to move your hand. If you give the correct yeah. name, the, your hand is strong. And if you give the false name, it, your hand goes really, really limp. 
and I and I've always been fascinated about that. But it really proved to me that the body tells the truth. That's right. It right. does. It abs. It all. It cannot lie. The right. body cannot lie. I think the name of that is kinesis. Right, kinesis. Right. So you mm-hmm. and so you can. We can lie. We can formulate a lie with our mind. We can formulate a lie with our mouth, and we can smile, but. When those emotions start moving, we can use what, what Calvin calls distractors. That's right. Right. And I Absolutely. can tell you, I may have been moody in the third grade, but as an adult, <laughs> I I could go through the whole day and be so, I could be fuming and nobody would ever know. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> right, and I don't say that as as anything that's great <laughs> a compliment, right? Because that's just using these distractors, busy myself, you know, get in there, and all of along, all along, not being aware of when this when this mood shifted, what it is I could have done early on to take care of myself, right? To honor to honor myself, right? Right. So the, because right. some. Although all emotions, all feelings are good, even the ones that make us feel bad, uh, that, you know, that's that's true. But when you don't deal with them, that's when you start having the negative effects. Absolutely. Absolutely. I spent my uh, the entirety of my first marriage um, in one big distraction, um, being distracted from from anger uh, because it was in it was an abusive relationship. And. Instead of allowing myself to feel the anger of that, I would, um, I, I had to um, resort to sugar, not just sugar, but a specific candy. It was a wintergreen lunch. Tastes like Pepto-Bismol. And you could tell, if anyone was carefully observing, um, you could tell what was going on in my household by how many bags of these wintergreen lunches I had to get through in a day just to keep myself feeling good so I wouldn't feel the anger, so I wouldn't do something that felt incredibly um, unsafe, like stand up for myself or express my outrage um, or even feel my outrage as to what was going on in the marriage. That, and thank you for sharing that. That is very interesting because Calvin talks about that in the book as being a distractor. You know, we... And we think that the body is trying, which we're trying to do anything to but deal with this emotion, right? And we pick these distractors to keep us from feeling. And and when we get through eating or we get through with all of the work or all the busyness, those feelings are still there. And we realize that we can't, we we can't distract ourselves enough to get rid of the feeling. It just doesn't go away unless it won't we, go away right unless we because the body needs something it needs something and right. when we figure out what it needs and how we can fulfill that need we can move on to the next emotion right instead That's of right. sucking it down and having this explosion and um, when we come back on, on this topic I'll tell you I, and I did get to the point in my life where I had suppressed so many emotions to one day I remember and I, I do this whole talk about this I remember saying to a friend of mine that I don't have any more rocks or crevices inside of me to stuff anything else 
I'm yeah. completely full. There's, I don't, I'm looking for some place to stuff some of this and I don't have any more places to stuff it. And, and that was so literal to me that I just felt like I am just going to have to, but at that, I wanted to figure out how to be, express these feelings. But at that point I had practiced so fully on not expressing the feelings that I literally, I just felt like I was like the energizer bunny, just spinning around, spinning around, spinning around, spinning around and hoping yeah. like, one of, you know, something would just drop off. But okay. Whew. <laughs> you know, so. And how, how were you able to, to work that out? How were you able oh, to start expressing your emotions? You know, the interesting thing for me is that I had been so interesting that I I missed that part of my development because I've been studying the concept of peace my entire life. And when I got to the place where I realized that I was stuffing my emotions, I just went back and started doing some very fundamental things, which was becoming Mm -hmm. aware and asking myself this very simple question, Drayvon, how are you doing? And, you know, right mm. away, my ego wants to say, oh, I'm fine. Everything's great. Right. And I would not allow it to do that. And I would say, I love you. And I'm going to I'm going to stay with you until we really talk about this. And it took a long time. And then, uh, gosh, I, I feel teary even just saying it now. I can remember yeah. I was in my car. And at that time, I had to be at my job at 3.30 in the morning. And I, mm. I was a consultant. I sometimes went to these really sketchy neighborhoods. And tears just start coming out of my eyes and I said I'm scared yes I am I am afraid to get out of this car with this computer and all this equipment and walk across this dark parking lot and I don't I cannot keep doing this and Mm. I was so shocked that I had admitted that myself right but then I just chastised myself really quickly I said, you will continue to do what is necessary to keep those children in private school, young lady. Get that back. <laughs> the, the, the two parts of you, the inner regulator and, and, and then that compassion that came up for, for young Drayvon, right? That inner right. child who was scared. And that yeah. is, that's the first step. I'm so glad that that came up because that's the first step is recognizing and becoming aware of, yeah, this is how I feel. Oh my goodness. And, and it was and that piece where you allowed yourself to feel all of the compassion and love, self love for yourself in that moment before the inner regulator, inner enforcer stepped in. Because that's the thing. So often when, when we press down or repress these emotions that make us uncomfortable or others have labeled as bad, we act as if it's a you know, it's a victimless crime and it's not. Because what we're oh, doing yeah. is we're breaking our own heart, and that's where those tears came from when you, when you were able, when you were able to sit down in this awareness, yeah. and felt that rising feeling of compassion come up to your heart. That's where it starts. Yeah, and so it was more of that, and I, I talk a lot about that when I when I teach and I coach people in the you know, and then um, you know on the heels of that chastising myself and, and then uh, I literally could feel my inner self to, you know, they say your inner child crawl back up and say, well, that's the end of that. And uh, as I Mm -hmm. marched across that parking lot and, you know, like, like, like the mom of the little girl, you know, and dragged her in that (laughs) facility with me. And, but I kept working on myself through this self-talk and I love, I love self-talk. I absolutely love that self-talk technique and eventually was able to get to a more probing relationship with myself 
and just started accepting myself and honoring myself and loving on myself and and you know it's okay you know just and and then just you know I went through that part where I felt guilty that I had done that to Drayvon for so long and then I let that go I said you know when you know better you do better there you go that is that is radical love (laughs) right 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 so on yourself absolutely and that's the kind of love that starts to change the world because when you can start loving yourself like that then you can finally love others like that. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself, Drayvon. <laughs> I'm like, right? I'm reaching to my own heart right now. And you can finally start allowing love in and loving other people in the way that you're able to love yourself. Yes, yes. And so we are about um, 5.58 now. And I, I, oh. I want to encourage our listeners, if you don't have a copy of this book, it's an awesome book, um, The Secret language of feelings and uh, Keisha Dix and I will be together again, uh, hopefully sometime in February or March to do more discussion on this book, because I want everyone to have a breakthrough where they can stand in their feelings right now and know what they need and have the courage and and the knowledge on how to fulfill that. Keisha, before we go, how can our guests interact with you? Because you have so much wisdom and you're doing so many remarkable things with people. Oh, thank you, Trayvon. Well, right now we have a program that's up called The Brilliant Life, and we are talking about releasing emotions. And for more information on that, you can go to bit.ly forward slash the number four, The Brilliant Life. Yeah, and, and in order to have a brilliant life, in order to have a brilliant life, whatever your definition of that is, realize that you must come as a whole person. All of your feelings right. will meet you there. You won't get to a brilliant life with, without your journey coming with you. You will bring your journey, your power, and your love, and you will be amazing. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am so excited that we had Keisha Dixon here with us today. I am so excited about this book, The Secret Life of the Secret Language of Feelings. I absolutely love our listeners. I thank you for showing up as Everyday Peacemakers. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Dr. Drayvon. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.